Hello and welcome to the Norwegian edition of the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Select Bet and I'm delighted to be joined once again by Greg Browning and all the way from Norway, David Weatherston. How's it going, guys? Good, yes, good to be back, thank you. Yep, no Norwegian podcast last week. Um, thank God. <laughs> was that a tough weekend, David? <laughs> yeah, if you if you read my blog, I can only apologise, but just know that I lost money too, so it's all right. Yeah, that makes me feel a lot better. That be yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we've discussed Norwegian football. I guess the first thing we should do is probably ask you what's been happening, David. Yeah, a bit of kickback. I don't think we've spoke since Norway beaten by Serbia. Um, not too happy with the manager. Um, at this point, playing his sort of defensive style. The, the following games, I think they beat Romania quite comfortably, beat Northern Ireland. Played a bit more um, creativity in midfield in those games and it made a difference. So, yeah, I think there was a lot of uh, disappointment with how it went against Serbia. Um, From a... From a selfish Scottish point of view, where does that? Yeah, work? I was very disappointed. I got contacted by a guy from STV the day before. Oh, did you? Just to say, oh, if they both go through, we'll we'll do a wee piece. Um, so that yeah, was your I was chance, disappointed. Now you're speaking to us on the Gamble Betting Podcast. Still. Okay, so it's, that was this is always my number one. You know that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was very disappointing as well. Um, there was so much attacking talent. And it's kind of wasted at the moment with Lager back. The way he plays is mm. pretty rigid. Four four two. It's pretty old school. It's not not really suitable for the players they've got. Quite disappointing, you know. You particularly Jens Peter Haugen made the squad for the first time, and um, they're needing a goal. And he's one of the most informed players in European football in terms of his numbers. And he never even got off the bench when they're chasing a goal. It's pretty. Disappointing. Um, I think. Uh, I think a few people thought he might get sacked after the international break, but at the moment they're sticking with him. Yeah, I guess looking at it from afar, it was a real kind of surprise result. I think everyone in Scotland had kind of resigned themselves to the fact that it would be Norway and Lloyds of Haaland that we'd have been facing. Yeah. Um, a real uphill struggle for Scotland to go there and win. Um, so it was quite a surprise to see them lose uh, that one-off game. Yeah, it was. Uh, but I think just with the, the venue, I think it probably would have been easier almost to go to Norway and win than it would be to go away to Serbia. I feel like it's probably a place that's harder to go to. But yeah, um, Scotland are looking, you know, but it's not the Scottish podcast, but really. Um, the way we're playing just now, you never know, we could we could hold out against anyone. Yeah, we'll play for 90 minutes, 120 yeah. minutes, and hopefully we've practised our penalties. Yeah, we'll probably turn into the, the Ireland of like three or four seasons years ago. <laughs> yeah. Just absolutely horrible to watch, but mm. somehow just managed to get results. Oh, I, think, I think we'll take that at the moment. Yeah. Um, on the domestic front, we yeah. saw the end of Gleam's uh, unbeaten record this season but it didn't cause that much of a surprise at the weekend did it? It was a shame I think obviously the Molde away was going to be the hardest game of the season but they had a lot of players missing Zinkanago was missing uh, Brunstad Fett was missing uh, Bredemoe, eh, not Bredemoe yeah that's right Bredemoe was missing the centre half Simpstead the right back was missing obviously Haug is away uh, they just had a sort of maybe four 
guaranteed starters, potentially five starters uh, missing, and it was never going to be easy, especially um, Molde wanting them wanting to end on beating run as well, and and then the goals they lost. I don't know if you saw the goals. It was a bit of a calamity from the keeper. He had a he had an absolute shocking game. Um, right after I the half, I think what you're looking to say here, David, is they, they had a clubbing crisis. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a shame that they, they lost in a game where they definitely weren't at full strength. Um, Especially after taking the lead, didn't they? They took an early yeah. lead in the first half. Yeah, young young boy Sebastian Tenecti, um I think he's 19, looks very, very promising. Um, another winger coming out of the gleamed system. Um, very sort of exciting player. Looks as if he's going to. Um, Step into Jens Peter Hauge's shoes, and also um, his brother, sorry, Runa Hauge, Jens Peter's brother, came on at half time in the game and got subbed off. Um, we got the, the old subs up. Um, oh bit horrible. <laughs> it's not the That's best something way. obviously you'll be yeah. used to. I was going to ask, did that ever happen to you in your <laughs> career? It happened to me once, uh, to me once in my Queen of the South debut, but um, I came on <laughs> after like 15 minutes for an injury, and I, I hadn't played a game all season. It was like. It was maybe like four months since I'd played a game. So I did play. I came off after like 87. So That's not bad. That's I did play like more than I would expect. And I did set up a goal. So it was a, But yeah, that's the only time I've been sub-sub. <laughs> without getting injured. I have been sub-sub because of injury. That's that's a different story. Yeah, those ones don't count. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it still leaves Glimt well clear at the top of the league. I think there's... 16 a- points, I think it is. Eight or nine games remaining, um, yeah. so it's just a matter of time, really, before they are crowned champions yeah. of Norway for the first time. And I guess the, the remaining fixtures this season, obviously you've got top two and top three to be decided between those five clubs who are all fighting for that second spot. All of a sudden, they're obviously looking forward to playing in the Obers League in next season. They're <laughs> they're long gone. Yeah. Um, but I think Mjorn Dowen got a massive win, didn't they, at the weekend? Yeah. Like, absolutely massive, that win. Because they'd lost that to Bran at home. They, they would yeah. have been nine points from safety. Yeah. They're now six points. They've got a little lift from that, but obviously they, they travelled to Bode Glimpse at the weekend. So yeah. it could be back to nine points come Monday. Come Monday. Yeah, I mean, Bran, Bran are in big trouble. Um, I don't think they've won since uh, Corey Ingebrigtsen took over. Um, they... Uh, one of the biggest budgets in the league, definitely in the top five, I would say. Um, and Christopher Barman came out after the game, and the immortal words "We are too good to go down" came oh no. out, which oh is dear. pretty worrying. Oh um, how, how does that translate in Norwegian? <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't <laughs> uh, another day. One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, they're not. They've not won in six now. They've only won two in the last fourteen, I think. Maybe, maybe fifteen. It's a really bad run they're on. Um, There's quite a few clubs, isn't there, that have gone on yeah. really bad runs this season? Yeah, I mean, there is definitely. I mean, it's not. It's it's just gleamed that have been unbelievable. The rest of the sort of mid tables, it's all quite close. Um, Unless you're the backer of draws and just backstorms God set every week and just yeah. dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, must, they must be heading for some kind of record. Is that six? Six in a row, I think. Yeah, I yeah. I know they were down to ten men and. Um, on the weekend and managed to get back into it as well. So that was quite a bad one for start. That was a really good chance for start to get 
get some ground up and they'll go two points behind Sam the Fjord, but uh, yeah, Storm's got picked up an equaliser despite being down to 10. I think my worst to you on Sunday, David, where I hope Sandy Fjord go bankrupt <laughs> after they fail to collect two second half corners at home to Volrenga, uh, despite being 1 0 down. Yeah, and they were well beaten in the end yeah. as well. It's a good performance in Volrenga. It was really surprising because I think um, yeah. Volrenga's good work's done at home. Their waveform's pretty patchy. Yeah. Uh, but to go away and get a, a resounding win like that was, was terrific for them, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And we're important as well. I mean, there's only five points between second and sixth. All would have a game in hand in sixth at the moment. But yeah, I think Volrenga, uh, Rosenborg, and Mulder probably the, at the moment looking the three best. Bets for those three other European spots that are there. Okay, we'll look at some of these teams and these matches in detail later on in the podcast. Um, just to kind of wrap up this section, Molde flying the flag in Europe for Norway this season. They are away to Dundalk tomorrow in the Europa League. They are as short as eight to fifteen to win. The game has been played uh, actually in Dublin at Tallaght Park. Um, are they worth backing at that price? You think? I think it's too short. You know, it's, yeah, I think it's too short. They probably will get the job done, but I just think teams going to Ireland. I think Irish teams have definitely improved in the last sort of five, six years, and I don't think Molder. I think they've been heavily backed, though. I think Molder. I think they, yeah. they were as big as four to five okay. or eight to eleven on Monday. Um, it's now obviously Wednesday night. Um, so I think there has been some money come in for. Yeah. Uh, more than that time. I was just reading that Lecky James is out. Is he injured? Um, or suspended? One of the two? I'm not sure, actually. Uh, I know Ohi played at the weekend. Lecky James wasn't involved, so um, I've not done my homework, but um, he could be injured. Let me just quick check. But I know Ohi Omiwanfo played, um, played on the weekend. Looked pretty good. Probably his one of his better performances so far this season. So he's ugh, it's not really it's not really much of a downgrade to be honest. They're both pretty similar um, mm-hmm. up front. Okay, well we're going to have a look at this weekend's fixtures. Um, there's a full or more or less a full card in the way to see it in, um, over Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Viking games have have been postponed due to uh, I guess there's a few positive test was there David um, and they've yeah. been quarantining for two weeks which ends on Tuesday they've been uh, copying the St Mirren um, and <laughs> had to deal with Covid um, so yeah there's seven games over Saturday and Sunday and also on Saturday and Sunday we've got a full card of Obus League games um, we'll have a wee chat about those but there's one game in particular that you wanted to have a look at and that is Osana at home to Coffin. Yeah, uh, yeah. So <clears throat> Osana, Osana, probably the best footballing side, um, traditional footballing side in Obos League. They pass out from the keeper pretty much every chance they get. Um, really, really nice football. Um, at home, they to be honest, the home and away form is pretty similar, but they have played most of the better teams at home. Um, and They've got sort of the lower half teams to play for the second half of the season. And um, although they play Koffa this week, which is actually, it's kind of a, Koffa have been picking up some good results recently, actually. But 
I've watched them a few times and they've not passed they've not passed the eye test for me. Um particularly away from home. Um they've picked up so they've picked up twenty seven points this season. Only nine of them have been away from home. Um they concede two goals a game on average on the road. And I just think I think Osana the Although they they drew the last game at Sandnes, which was not a, not a bad result to be honest. Uh, the game before that they beat Shiraz Blink at home. Uh, they've beaten Ugarden at home, who are also in the bottom half. Uh, they beat Yarv at home, who are also in the bottom half. Um, that's sort of three of the last four home games. Um, the the other home game they lost at home to Raufoss, which I actually watched that game, uh, the full game, and um, two two good sides just to Raufoss nicked it. And I think this week Osana will be too good for for Kofa. And because Kofa have they've so they've Kofa are unbeaten the last four. They've won uh, one three, and then they drew last week in Tromsø, which was a good result for them. Um, but because because of those results, Osana's price is even money um, mm-hmm. at home, and I think it's very backable um, at that price. They're a good team. They've got Henry Gudal who. I think is a top scorer in the league um, this season. Seems to be scoring every week. Um, he has, let's see, he's 16 goals in the league this year um, in 21 games. He's a 23-year-old. Looks as if he's got a decent future, whether this will be his last year or not at all, Santa. But yeah, um, I, I, just, I think at home, even money, it's worth backing them against Koffa, who, although they picked up some good results, I don't think they're as good a team as uh, Osana. In terms of the league itself, uh, Tromso obviously top six-point lead. Lillestrom yeah. probably look most likely to catch them at this yeah. stage. They've got a game in hand, albeit they're seven points behind. Um, I was just looking at the, the double. Both sides are at home, both relatively short price in fact sorry Tromso are away um, but the double pay is just about 65 mark yeah worth a shout yeah, uh, yeah definitely um, so you've got Tromso are away at um, Stuart's Stuart's Blink yeah, yeah so Stuart's Blink have actually been struggling a little bit recently um, they got a so their manager agreed to go to Rosenborg He's not actually left yet, so he's going to go to Rosenborg and become the head of the academy there. Right. Um, they've got an English guy coming in who actually I know on Twitter. He's been in, he's been um, I think he's been helping out with uh, or been the sort of coach for the Boulder Gleam second team, but also been part of the first team as well. A guy called Tom Dent. So he is going to be taking over in Shiraz Blink next season, and he's all he's kind of already in place there, but. Uh, and the manager is still there. So since since that kind of happened, they they've, they have struggled a bit. So Tromsø are away there, and you probably would f- fancy them to win. Shiraz Blink at home, they scored a lot of goals, conceded a lot of goals. But Tromsø have been pretty good recently. Um, got a guy, a name you'll probably recognise, Kitalano. Um, his two brothers both play for Odd. Um, one of them played for Molde earlier in the season. He's on loan from Wolves, and now he's gone to Odd. So his two brothers play there. He plays at Tromsø. He is a very, very good um, young player. Eric Eric Kitalano, he's called. He's one to watch for the future. 
So I think Tromso Lila Strum double looks quite good, although the day between would uh, put, me, put me off. Really? Why? From Why? <laughs> but yeah, no, I definitely think it's uh, that's probably it's a really good price double if you're wanting to if you're wanting to find something else. Yeah, it's currently one point one four to one at bet three six five. But um yeah, it might be worth worth looking at um alongside that Asana tip to win at even money. Okay, so that is covered for Oberstliegen. Um Come Sunday, we've got oh, how many games in uh, early to see? And I think five. it's two on Saturday and five on Sunday. Um, and it's mostly Sunday games that we want to have a look at. So there's four five o'clock kickoffs, and Allison v Odd is first on the list. Yeah, um, I mean Allison. <laughs> what more can we say about them? They're they're doomed. To, to go down one win in 21 games I think uh, if you go back and read my uh, preview for all this in this season I had them as a bit of a surprise package finishing mid-table they were excellent in Obos League in last year by all accounts but it just hasn't happened for them at all this year um, one win, four draws seven points in 21 games is grim Made worse by the 61 goals conceded. Um, it's horrendous. <laughs> yeah. I think when when, when call, uh, Lars Anna Nielsen first came in, so he came in after being sacked from Bran, he made them look a bit tighter defensively. They got a couple of 1-0 defeats, which is uh, not bad for them. But yeah, they've conceded five against Viking. Then they went, They've lost two home games against the Rosenberg and Christiansen 2-1. And then last week they went to Starbuck, which I think a lot of people are kind of thought they might be able to spring a surprise and lost 4-0. Um, so this week they're at home to Odd. Odd themselves have dropped to sixth place. They didn't play last weekend because of the Viking COVID situation. So they need to they need to get back to the, to winning ways. They, um, they lost last time out against the Rosenborg. So that was uh, three weeks ago. Two weeks ago, that was. Three weeks ago. Three, three weeks, weeks ago, because they were the international break as well. Yeah, so, yeah. True. So they've not played for three weeks. Um, 4 1, they lost it in Rosenborg. I think I had that one down as being a closer game. And uh, I was very surprised that Rosenborg beat them so convincingly. Um, the week before that, they conceded four again in a 4 4 draw with Haugesund despite being 4-1 up with uh, three minutes to go. So that was a bit of a, a tough one to take. And actually, there are two home games, bef- the two away games before that, sorry, were also defeats, but we'll let them off considering it was Molda and Bode Glimt. Yeah. So they have had a tough wee run of away games. In the in the middle, they had two home games, which they beat Mjöndalen 6-1, beat Stabak 2-0. Two very easy wins, especially me and Dallin, they were very impressive. So I don't think they've um, gone off the boil or anything. And um, they are a far better team than Olufsen. Uh, I think the price, when I looked at it yesterday, was even money for Odd, which uh, was very tasty, but they have been backed quite heavily. Well, I don't know if that is heavily, but into about one... 1.8 or uh, 1.73, I think they are now in uh, about 365. Yeah, they're 17 to 20. Yeah, so um, yeah. it has been backed in a wee bit. So what I'm going to do just to sort of bump the price up is is um, go for the odd, odd to win and also to score at least two goals doing it. It just takes the price up to 
so five to four on bet three six five. Um, now Allison, obviously those sixty one goals conceded, so they don't lose many games one nil. Um, in fact, they've only they have lost three games one nil this season out of their sixteen defeats. So that is, uh, yeah, that's thirteen other games where this bet would have come in. Um, odd. Even looking at, sorry, yes, anyway. David, even just looking at their draws, they've actually, they've only, I don't think they've kept a clean sheet, and it's only four games where they failed to concede um, more than two. Yeah, yeah, they've not kept a clean sheet all season, which is, <laughs> it's not great reading. Um, yeah, I just think odds odd have a lot of quality in the in the front five. Um, they've got a big striker, uh, Robin Simovic, who... Not massively impressed with, but he's a big handful up top, and uh, they've got five really good ball players sort of behind them or and wide of them. They can create a lot of chances, and I just think they'll be too far too good for Allison this week. Allison, so far behind now, it's not even like they have a fight in their hands. Yeah, um, there's no hope. Yeah, there's yeah. not. When the hope's so, gone, you know it's it's over. Yeah, I just think it's going to be. They're not even. They're not even fighting. They're 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 twelve points behind safety and even that is the playoff spot so I just think I think the fact they've only won once in 21 games sums it up really yeah I mean Odd are a really good side they're still pushing for that European spot and um, yeah I I can just I can see them being far too good for Allison this weekend I think even at well I think they're about 17-20 now just to win yeah to me, that's just backable. Um, yeah, I know you're keen to take the price up a wee bit, but I would, I would still be happy to get involved, based on everything you've just said. Um, on odd to take the three points at seventeen to twenty. So yeah, yeah, it's a good, good one for the kids, yeah. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Also on Saturday, um, Greg, you wanted to have a look at me on Dallin's visit to Glimt. Yeah, crisis hit Glimt. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think in terms of this match, um, we've spoken about how terrible Mion Dallin have been. Um, they started the season okay, but I think they went on a run of like two wins and maybe say ten defeats. So last weekend they won their first game in six. I think the six consecutive defeats. They managed to get a win. I think as I said at the start of the podcast, that win keeps them hot in the heels of Star and Sandefjord. So they're six points behind now, um, play the same number of games. So that'll give them a massive lift. Obviously, they travel to the soon-to-be league champions um, on on Sunday. But really interesting to see how Borough react after last weekend. They've not had to come into a league game this season so far off the back of a defeat. Um, they've got a 16-point lead as well over second-place Moda. So... I'm not saying they're going to lessen their laurels, and they may very well turn up and dish out a 6 0 hammering to me on that one. But obviously, a market that I've been focusing on now, probably the best part, of, well, mostly this year to be fair, since March, is the team corners one. So at the moment, obviously, I think over the last couple of weeks, we've been a corner shot here and there. But I think me on Dallin are 9 to 1 to win the match, which means we're probably going to get. Maybe a decent price on Mion Down to hit three or more corners. Now, when you look at their stats, they've hit four plus in eight of their 11 away games, um, Mion Down, which isn't bad going, and 15 
in four plus and fifteen of the twenty-one away games. So I think it's worth taking on this one. I think we might get five to four, possibly six to four, on Mion Down to hit four or more corners. Um, Bora Glimt are, are well known at home for conceding at least three or four corners. So um, I think the price reflects the fact that it's it's one of those ones where depending on how, how the scoreline goes, but it's a market that's been really good to us. Not so much over the last few weeks, but I'm happy to take Mion Down three plus or four plus. Uh, hopefully a backable price at three plus, but if not, four plus should definitely be at least six to four. Okay, so just a case of waiting to see what the prices are in that one. Yeah, this should come out tomorrow, um, Friday at the latest. Okay, David, see any adverse reaction from Gleamt in this one, or is it going to be a comfortable um, win? I, I think they'll win comfortably. Um, there is still a few personnel issues, though. Um, Sam Stead's the right back still out. I think he's actually in quarantine. Um, just now, um, Zinkanagel's still doubtful. He's got a, he's got a groin injury. Um, Hugo Vettelson, who they signed from Starback, he <laughs> he has a knock, and also and and uh, I'm laughing because a knock in the Norwegian is smell, and uh, yeah, and that just makes me I laugh. That. That's what I thought. So Hugo Vettelson's got a smell. Um, <laughs> Brainstead uh, Fett has got a, a thigh injury still. He's still missing. So, yeah, there's still personnel issues. Um, goalkeeper uh, Nikita Kaykan last week had an absolute shocker. Um, so he'll be out to redeem himself. So maybe he'll be doing some camera saves and pushing it around the post and over the bar to try and uh, <laughs> Please. redeem himself. Fingers <laughs> crossed. So yeah, okay. no, I think that's. Uh, I think it sounds good. I do think um, me and Dallin are fighting for their lives as well, so they're not going to sit back if they go behind. What I would say is me and Dallin are the lowest scorers in the league. They've only scored seventeen goals this season from the twenty-one games, which is pretty pathetic, really. But as you say, every game now between now and the end of the season for them is massive. Yeah. Um, there's definitely an incentive there after last week's victory to go and try and put in a good performance and try and nick something from this game. Yeah. On a similar vein, uh, Stromer's God set visit Molde, and you are quite keen to look at the corners market on this one as well, potentially, Greg. Oh, yeah, I think uh, David mentioned this when we were chatting pre podcast that obviously Molde are playing tomorrow night in Ireland. Um, I think I've had quite a lot of success this season on backing against Molde's at home on the corners market. Um, they tend to concede at least four. Um, in most of their home games. In fact, I think their record, corner-wise, in terms of conceding corners, um, it's probably 90% of their games this season. They have shipped at least four corners. Um, Strums, God say, aren't too bad. They're not, the, not by means the best in terms of corners themselves, but I think they've drawn their last six matches. Um, and even if they turned a couple of those wins, those draws into wins, sorry, they could have been potentially fighting um, further up the league. Mind you saying that, they lost a couple of those ones. They might have been in a bit of a predicament at the bottom. They're only four points clear. Um, sorry, five points clear of third bottom start. So they'll need to start picking up some wins as well. And obviously they've got that extra rest time in, in, in there as well. I know we speak about European games on a Thursday night, but it's never easy for sides playing on a, a Thursday night than playing again on a Sunday. It doesn't matter what, what team you are. And I think potentially Storm's Godset have got an opportunity there to try and get something at a very, very tough venue. And I think obviously Molda 
will be really pleased after uh, beating Bory Glimp last weekend. But that said, we might get something tasty on Strom's Godset at four or more corners, and if that's the case, I'll be back in that. Okay. Yeah. Mulder have only not conceded four or more three times this season. So it's pretty the way they place them to God's sake, they press really high and play with pretty high tempo. Um I think some God said went to um Bore Glimt earlier in the season and they hit eleven, I think it was, or something really uh, 15, massive. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. fingers crossed for another, another one of them. Yeah, they hit twelve last week, so they're uh, they're in corner form, if not winning form. <laughs> we don't care about <laughs> winning games, David. It's all about <laughs> winning games or scoring goals. It's all about corners. Corners, yeah. Okay, uh, one of the other games on Sunday is Sarpsborg v Rosenborg. Um, and again, you've got an angle on this one, David. Rosenborg, they've had a, a reasonable run of form. They're unbeaten in nine. Um, having said that, Sarpsborg have got a decent home record as well. Um, but you think there might be goals in this? Yeah, um, Rosenborg and uh, Rosenborg played out the worst nil-nil draw I've ever seen against Christensen last week. <laughs> but before that, they went eight games in a row, um, scoring at least two. Um, just run through they beat. So at the start of the run, they beat Sarpsborg five-one. Uh, Lerkendal um, beat Olsen three-two. Mjørndal and two-nil. Drew 2-2 two, two with Stabak, 3-3 three, three with Godset, beat Haugesund and Olesund 2-1 and then beat Odd 4-1. So they found their goal-scoring uh, form um, and that was pretty much in amongst playing European games as well. So now they've had a weekend, a week of rest as well. Going to Sarsborg. Now, Sarsborg, as you say, they have good home form. Um, there's no doubt that they are a better home team than away. Um they have picked up 19 of their 27 points at home. Um, but I'm not backing Rosenborg to, to win, although the price is quite tasty. At, I think it's about 2.15. Better than evens for Rosenborg, who they've got the biggest budget in the league. Um, they've been in fairly decent... I mean, yeah, you say unbeaten in eight, but they've been in decent form for... A good few months now. They started the season so poorly. Yeah. To be only one, they're only one point behind Molde. They they're looking good going forward. Now they also signed um, I can't remember his name. Um, an Icelandic centre half, uh, and just before the window, he's called El Eyjolfsson. Son. He's called a yeah Holmar Eyjolfsson, and he looks very good, uh, very strong. Um, it's made them look much more solid at the back, which I think um, it's given them a good base to go and attack. Um, the fullbacks get forward well. They've got Marcus, the same Marcus Henriksen as well, who's a well-known uh, Norwegian name. He'd been playing in England before, I think, with Bristol City, but he's been around Europe as well, a few different teams. So they've got a good base with the two centre-halves and the whole midfielder to go and attack. Big Dino Zlamovic has been scoring some goals. Um, they've got good wide players and um, just one other player to mention is Christopher Zachariasen he has got 10 goals this year for Rosenborg he's a top scorer they signed him from Sarpsborg um, in the winter he played for Sarpsborg for three years he was their best player last year he was really really excellent last year for them especially 
Um, he's been really, really good for Rosenborg this year. A real goal threat. Gets a uh, license to get into the box whenever he wants, really, from midfield. And I think he'll have a sort of... Uh, he'll be looking to impress back at, uh, back at Sarpersborg um, this weekend. So the angle I'm looking at for this one is Rosenborg to score two goals or more. Um, and that pays 2.1 with um, Paddy Power. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. yeah, that's where I'm looking. I, th- I think this looks like another weekend where there'll be people who blindly back Rosenborg just based on their price. Um, yeah. I think you touched on a 23 to 20, um, Bet365, and there'll be no doubt people adding them to their Sunday Akers yeah, I don't, I don't just based it, on the price. I know yeah. Sarpsborg are good at home. Um, but, but it does it does feel yeah. as if now there's there's very definitely the three at the top of the table with Glimt, Mulder yeah. and Rosenberg and then there's almost the rest. Yeah, yeah and and um, Glimt, uh, sorry, Sarpsborg's uh, centre half Bjorn uh, Bjorn Inge Utvik, he's probably their best centre half. He's suspended as well for the weekend, so just an extra extra yeah. little extra bonus reason. for um, yeah. Rosenberg. Okay, um, before we recap, Greg, there's also potential for you to post a bet ahead of the weekend on corners uh, on the Vollering game. Yeah, so I think Vollering at home this season have been outstanding. I think they've probably got the third best home record in the league behind Moda and Bora Glimp. So I think they racked up double figures last weekend away at Stanley Fjord. Uh, Christiansen's games this season have seen both sides um, hitting five and six corners. So I'm keen to look at a couple of bets for this game um, that I'll share on the channel once some markets come out. Okay, good stuff. And that's us covered all the games in early to season as well. So can we just have a wee recap of our best bets for the weekend then, starting with yourself, David? Yeah, uh, starting on Saturday, it's Osana to beat uh, KFUM Oslo. That is uh, even money with um, Bet365. Uh, also, you know, on to Sunday, looking at odd to be all assumed and uh, to score at least two goals doing it, and that is five to four with uh, about three six five, and then uh, Rosenborg to score two plus goals against Sarpsborg, and that is two point one, so eleven to ten with Paddy Power. And I'm looking at um, two corner marks corner markets here so I'm looking at Mion Dallin to hit possibly three plus and four plus corners away to Bora Glimpse on Saturday um, price is not out yet but hoping to get around about six to four for four or more and finally Strum's God set travel to Molda and again looking at Strum's God set to hit four or more corners in that game as well um, that should be around about I'd imagine the 11 to 10 mark I am hoping <laughs> And while I don't usually throw in any tips in this podcast, I'm going to be on that with Strom Tromzo double, uh, which pays just over 65 at Bet365 at the weekend as well. So, fingers crossed that we managed to get some winners between us uh, in Norway this weekend. Now, don't forget, you can follow the guys on Twitter at Browning84Greg and at DWeatherston11. Um, you can also follow David's blog, which is his Oh, remind me, David. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a, a weather weatherstone. Weatherstone. Dot blogspot. Blogspot. Sorry, like a weatherstone. Weatherstone.blogspot.com. Um, and you'll have a detailed write up of all the games um, 
this weekend on there so make sure you check that out now as we've touched on if you want any more tips like these then make sure you join greg's telegram channel where he posts his best bets just visit gambler.co.uk for all the details of how to sign up there so that's us for this edition of the norwegian podcast thanks very much for your time guys best of luck with your bets at the weekend and uh, good luck to all our listeners good luck thank you cheers good luck